0: Hello, everybody. Thanks for listening to Shop Talk Show. This is a very special episode in which Dave and I were together in the beautiful city of Chicago, Illinois, where we were on stage at Aventa Park, Chicago, uh, doing a live version of Shop Talk Show. They invited us to do it and we went and we did it and it was great. I bought a fern. I put the fern on stage right next to us, you know, just to bring the stage together and, you know, audience sent in questions. We answered some questions from the archives, we had a kind of a couple of different special uh, things We had a special section. We had a special guest. It was a lot of fun, and we're just going to let that thing play, and you can listen to the entire episode of it uh, from the comfort of your podcatcher of choice. So in order to just let it play, I thought I would do the sponsors up top real quick, and we'll mention them for you at the bottom as well just so the rest of the show is uninterrupted for you. Uh, but our sponsors is what make it possible. It was brought to you in part by lynda.com, the online learning platform with over 3,000 video courses. Pretty crazy. To help you strengthen your business technology and creative skills, uh, you get a 10-day free trial of everything there is on lynda.com, at lynda.com, L-Y-N-D-A.com, slash talk. Lynda.com is for problem solvers, for the curious, for the people who want to make things happen. Uh, you want to learn ex- uh, Excel or other Microsoft software or Apple software or Adobe software, all that stuff. Learn negotiation tactics. Learn to build a website. You know, Learn the kind of things that we talk about here on the Shop Talk show. Uh, go check it out. You know, they have a class on Java, on Android Wear. They have one on growth hacking, you know, growing your business and uh, Swift and iOS app development. They have all that stuff. It's all available, all kinds of learning stuff. Again, that's lynda.com slash shop talk. Make, you know, playlists and all that stuff. Really, really uh, uh, a fantastic website for learning just about anything. Uh, and our other sponsor is CSS DevConf, another conference. It's coming up here in Long Beach, California, two-day in-person conference. Uh, that's cssdevconf.com, keynotes by Gina Bolton, Dave Rupert, co-host of this show. You know Dave. Uh, I'll be there as well. Val Head, Sarah Sway Dan, people you recognize from this show will all be there. We'll all be hanging out literally on a boat, the Queen Mary. I don't think we'll be setting sail, though. It's just a giant boat that is kind of permanently docked there in Long Beach that we get to hang out on for for two, three days, four days. Stretch it out if you have to. It's going to be lots of fun. It's by Environments for Humans. They do throw a couple of in-person conferences, uh, this being one of them. Uh, There's going to be so many sessions to check out. Uh, Container-based responsive web design with element queries. That should be pretty sweet. Smoothly migrating to Flexbox, uh, relevant. The dark arts of light speed, weird. Gonna be awesome. Uh, stick around for another day if you want to dig way into Smacks with Mister Snook, or visual regression testing, or level up your SAS abilities. Those are some workshops on the third day, which is pretty good. Get inspired by practical, actionable takeaways time's running out though this is coming up september 26th is when it goes up to out late bird pricing so we're not exactly early birds yet but you can still come you can still absolutely come to cssdevconf.com now enjoy our beautiful session of me and dave live at event apart chicago
1: It's a multimedia extravaganza, and you're invited. I to it. totally forgot you were gonna do the soundboard. I brought soundboard. Literally
0: sitting there. I
1: actually made a uh, HTML version. That's called dog fooding in the biz, and it's just awesome. So you can hit any button you want. I got buttons. Is it? It's HTML. <laughs>
0: But it's JavaScript, and you press it, and it's... Yeah, present.
1: you push the button, and it's like Tim Smith. Dang!
0: <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. So Well done. That's a Microsoft Surface, too, isn't it, Dave? Oh,
1: thank you. Not that you. this is
0: an infomercial, but Dave, just if you've been following the podcast, literally, because we've just like everybody else here, I would say 90-some <laughs> percent are... We're, it's, we live in Apple land, right? And Dave mm-hmm. thought a little monoculture-y. Uh, uh, and, sw- and switch to Windows out of the, basically the goodness of his heart. We tried to extract some money from Microsoft from it, but they...
1: <laughs> we did. We like, didn't Give well. us your money's in there. Like, yeah, next. Um.
0: <laughs> so anyway. Anyway. But that's cool, because he, you're living it. You have I'm
1: living land. in yeah. Surface land, and I don't know, any Microsoft users out there? Yes? Oh, just a hand. Yay! Hey, so, uh, buddies. I was, I
0: was heavy on 90-something. It was 80...
1: Four. Oh, yeah. My last, I, uh, I, I've been Mac for 13 years and, and now Windows for one month. It's very exciting, very different. Uh, you find out a lot of stuff is actually broken. <laughs> but I think they're working on it and well, it's, it's just, getting better. So I have blog posts about it. So,
0: yeah. So, Dave and I do a podcast. <laughs> we're on, we're on 180 episodes in, so it's pretty old. In fact, uh, yeah. So it's un- Uncle uh, we call him Uncle Dave sometimes, and, and, and I. That's the URL. That's the Twitter handle. If you've never heard of it, it's just me and Dave talking a lot about front end web design. And uh, I put and stuff at the bottom because sometimes it 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 uh, it veers from that. And there definitely is a is a soundboard. Dave takes care to bring that to each show. <coughs> Why? What's the what? Some of them are red and some of them are orange and some of them are Does That's, that help you? That
1: helps me know. Did you use what child to do that? Um, I wish. I think it's like a class name. I think I Boring. wish it could be better. It could be better. Boring. All right.
0: Uh, okay. Cool. So the heart of like shop donut talk. Charts, I think they're super rad.
1: Go ahead, Chris. <laughs> I will in a this minute. This is getting good. <laughs> I'm going the heart of, of it is, it's, so it, was, it, just, it was
0: Dave's idea, it's modeled after slightly slightly after Car Talk, you know, like the NPR's most flagship, most popular show ever, Click and Clack, isn't it? Is yeah, it and
1: we are... Uh, so, uh, but the
0: idea is they would answer,
1: yeah? We're... Uh, what was it, Click and Tap, the Tap event brothers? Is that who we are? <laughs> oh, Click
0: and Tap, yeah. That, we're, yeah. Gonna, we're gonna adopt new names? Yep. Yeah, that's our nickname. So now. to this day though, seriously, we get uh, maybe once a week or every two weeks, a question about like what motor oil I should put into this particular <laughs> kind of car. Because like, people, are, they forget and they just type shop talk and there's ask a question and they hit it and they just start typing and stuff. So We've tried to answer them on air as best as we can. But yeah, it's not really about cars. Uh, it's about, it's about so if you came here web, for the
1: car podcast, I'm so sorry. Um, this is going to be about websites, so mostly, buck, buckle in. Uh, hey.
0: I thought we'd start with one from our very own Marcy. If you don't know Marcy, she's part of, the, part of the Advent Apart clan and really makes this thing tick and stuff. And she was helping us set this up and, and sent in some of the first questions. Uh, we asked some questions of you, and, and, and Marcy was uh, sent in some questions as well. And so she asked us... One evening not so long ago, if we prefer Lucky Charms or Captain Crunches, you can Lucky see. Lucky Charms or Captain which, Crunch. Which, of course, we can assume she's talking about um, the Lucky Charms library, which is for sending URLs to arbitrary devices like TVs. Mm hmm. Which. You it's know, a good so one. I mean, it's we've weird all weird that used she's it. Marcy's into that, but. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Jeez, that's funny to me only. Uh, and, 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 and versus Crunch, the Crunch 2 release of a weirdly opinionated editor for Mac that I don't think anybody uses. So,
1: my, my question about Crunch 2 is, does it cut the roof of your mouth? Because <laughs> if Crunch 2 still cuts the roof of my mouth, I'm not into Th- it. I
0: think that's slated for Crunch 3. That's for Crunch 3. Mm. Okay. Marcy, I
1: don't have any opinion. About equally good libraries. I, well, you get into... Yeah, I mean... And then peanut butter crunch, too, is so yeah. good. It's like less. Nobody likes it. But Lucky Charms ships with marshmallows. Yeah, and so, Style of support. It's kind of like if I want to feel like an adult, I'll do the one without marshmallows. But if I'm really honest with myself, (laughs) I'll do the marshmallows, right? You know, on
0: Amazon you can buy just the marshmallows. (laughs) Okay. Oh yeah, I think I learned that. Cool. All right. Anyway, we're wow. actually going to do some questions about web development and stuff as well. Uh, largely sourced from people sitting in front of us right now. Uh, Charlie Miles asks, sometimes when we get right into it, sometimes it's called rapid fire, although I don't think that's going to be the spirit. We have lots of weird yeah, stuff well, planned so for Yeah, so we,
1: could, we use, sometimes do like sound effects, but that's not appropriate in large audiences, we discovered. Yeah, actually that one particularly. like in public spaces, that can trigger some emotions. We had to switch it to laser beam sounds. So,
0: yeah. Uh, I have to read this. It's not our speaker notes. It's the thing. I'm going to okay. read this one. Because uh, there's, you know, there's more to it than, oh, I'd have to cancel out of this thing. I'm just going to paraphrase it then. Paraphrase. Building software is hard. Um, let's see if all the bullet points uh, make sense as a whole.
1: <laughs> How I, do we do here? Okay.
0: No, I remember this one, though, because it's uh, Charlie. Are you here, Charlie? Charlie, Charlie. Maybe not. Next time. From the internet. Charlie from oh, come the to the internet. next A.E.A. He's saying that... Uh, there's a lot of barriers to software development and he was thinking back on when he was getting into software development from the beginning that it was like, I want this, I think, like it's, but it, there's, it's hard and I don't know exactly how to get into it uh, and I need like a push and I'm hoping that the cards fall correctly soon because maybe I'll, it's a fork in the road, maybe I'll end up being a software developer, maybe I won't. So uh, Charlie was saying that the cards did fall correctly for him, and it was a, it was a, it was a project that 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 was successful. And he was thinking back on it. Uh, one of those things was that there was a you know there was a carrot on a the stick. There was something. There was a reward at the end of learning that was that was going to work. Uh, the project that he was involved in was scoped well, uh, so so that you know it wasn't mysterious running through the fog. There was a there was an end. Uh, and there was people that needed him. There was, he was working with a designer, I think, and a business person or a client who had hired him, and they needed him to finish this project. There was no choice, uh, so so with all those things together, it worked out, and they finished the project, and then after that, then the confidence was way up, and he was on his way to being a, a web developer, but had that not lined up that way, mm-hmm. maybe he wouldn't have been. So he, I think it was too, he was just kind of thinking out loud in this question, in a sense. But like, do you remember what your first project was? Do you think that you need those things to line up that clearly, or can motivation come
1: from elsewhere? I, I think it. Well, this is something I've noticed about my work is I feel like web design is very much a team sport. I feel like it's always. Like, you can make websites by yourself, and it's super cool and the best website, you know. But the second you, like, introduce it to a client, suddenly it's not as good as you thought it was. Or the second you, like, you know, hand it off to a developer or vice versa, it's just like... Generally, you're not alone. Generally, you're not alone. You, you, you Like, there's very few one-man shops. So I feel like, like, the people aspect is very important in web design, personally. I mean, you can have, like, successes on your own. I have had those, but... Um, yeah, I don't, I don't... What about you? I, this What's, is the
0: first time I've ever thought about it in those terms, and I liked it. I was thinking that if you don't have a couple early
1: successes, that that could be a bummer, and it could, you could lose sight of it. Yeah. I think for me, the, like, I started in 95 making websites. Long time ago. Wow. Long time We're ago. We're going to answer some questions from those areas My too. first website was about farts, and now I run a fart podcast, so... Are you even kidding? I'm totally serious. 100% serious. I didn't know that. It had bubble uh, wallpaper, and it was about farts. I put some waves up there. They took six minutes to download a 30-second clip. It was really beautiful. Um, Looking back on it, I think it was called Fart University.
0: (laughs) There's archive.org, people. Look it up. Let me look it
1: up. Um, but it, uh, I think the idea that like instant gratification from publishing yourself, like yeah. doing it, like
0: that's amazing. I look back on that for sure. That moment where you made your first website live and you realize that kind of anybody in the world can see it and it feels very powerful
1: and you can, oh, that's a good one. Is it like That's good. Yeah. It fell asleep and then I woke it up that, and it yeah,
0: yeah. Anyway, I, I like this. This is kind of interesting thinking that, that bears more, that bears more. Consideration, I think. Like, what does it take in the in the early p- periods of people's?
1: I think successes in people are the big part. right? This
0: one is interesting because it's very relevant to things that came up today during today's excellent sessions. Uh, 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 it, well, it was brought up very specifically, I think, by Karen when she was talking about CMSs and Edgar.
1: Is Edgar, 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 in here. Edgar, Edgar, a lot of dropouts here. All right. Well, well Edgar had to go home. <laughs> to what are your to thoughts on babies. that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> on a headless CMS concept, which which kind of bears defining again, uh, and Edgar says that he he watched a, uh, a one of the the things that a list apart is doing, where you kind of hang out and, and, and listen to some panelists talk about some things, kind of a new thing they're doing. Uh, it was brought up there. Well, I'm, uh, maybe we should just define the headless CMS thing. Do you have a grasp on it?
1: Yes. Okay. I Here, headless tell CMS. Me what it is. Okay. You take a CMS like Drupal or something, and you chop off its head. <laughs> Come on. Okay. And then, so there's a d- the head contains all the views. It contains the eyeballs, right? They so are the views, though. The head is. So it's all, all the, the view-
0: picture, the things you see. Trying to steer you back. All right,
1: bring it back. <laughs> okay
0: a so, uh, CMS might you might have ingredients like a database. There's probably some UI for putting things and editing things in that database, maybe CRUD you'd call it. CRUD operations. Create, replicate, update, delete. There's some kind of UI for the database to store all the data. Yep. Then there's some sense of APIs. There's code in that CMS that allows you to get at that data. Yep. Whatever that is, it's an API. Yes. And then the head is like how that CMS approaches building the actual pages, yeah, like that you your, look at, however it digests those APIs. Your, uh, so a headless CMS is like're we not even go- we're going to stop at the APIs. We're not going to give you any kind of framework for dealing with those APIs at all. We're just going to give you those APIs, and you can do whatever you want with said data. Yes. But so I tried to, I, I did this like seven minutes ago. So okay. enjoy right. my awesome boxes here. Oh, this is, this is great. <laughs> I slugged this together. You can see it, Dave, right? Database in the bottom left. There's some kind of crud that deals with that kind of thing. That would be, and however, you know. Oh, God, <laughs> like this is so I like that you just bad. call
1: it some kind of crud. But it is right. So then... Then there's the, the manifestation is the headless CMS is that APIs block. It's just all. And the this code. is so
0: generic that it's kind of this could be Drupal. It could be WordPress. It could, it could even be Jekyll because the database then is like Markdown files, mm-hmm. and the API is like the curly brackety mustachey things. Um. That yeah. would kind of be like an API. Kinda, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, right? Like it manifests in different ways. This is super generic. So like and then the head is like anything at all that where that data goes. And then like you... HTML things or you send it to a scoreboard. That yeah, was like you, my you... joke that didn't land just like Karen's didn't. <laughs> you <laughs> or... could yeah. So like
1: the idea is you build a headless thing and then you have multiple heads. You have a web head, an RSS head, a native app. An Android, a Windows Phone, a, all these different kinds of of clients, we'll call them. That it, are you you're drawing? Yeah. Okay, Chris. Are well, I'm just draw. drawing for the audio listeners. Um, and so the you can just send your content beautifully out to these native clients, right? And maybe one of your native clients. And I
0: client. feel like in the in the scheme of things, like some CMSs, the head is like. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like it's kind of hand in hand with the APIs. I think of WordPress a little bit and like the loop and all those little functions for grabbing content and stuff. Those are like you think of them as being in templates, but they also are the API to the data. So it's like, uh, and I think in a headless API, it's a little bit more like this, where they're actual like URLs and stuff for data, not necessarily explicit functions for it. So when you're talking about a headless CMS, I think it's kind of like we're just not going to do any of that, and we're going to like beef up these things. We're going <laughs> Good? Yeah. Yeah. Like those are going to be stronger. They're going to be more generic. They're going to be more, they'll give you whatever you want from them. We'll even make that bigger. Yeah. So I think that would be a headless CMS, as you would think very carefully about the APIs that you're providing and you're not going to care at all about the template world. It's like, take it, right? Yeah,
1: that, that sounds oh, good. God, that was I get, good. I get, so what, what, what was the question? <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're, I, can we're, we're, can we're, I go for back to the minute, question?
1: <laughs> for a
0: minute, <laughs> okay. we were going to do, like, what is it? And then Edgar was just kind of asking, do you see drawbacks of that? Would you do it? I even have a post on CSS Tricks about how to do it with WordPress because WordPress is a new plugin that's kind of endorsed by the WordPress gang. It's that like... is, it's a plugin and then it gives you a REST API, and through that API you can get any kind of content you want. Meaning, you could just skip the whole te- how WordPress handles templating, just be like, I'm just going to use it because it coughs up URLs with data in it. Yep would I don't know a whole lot of people actually building websites with that cuz then the the idea is you could maybe write a ruby on rails app that hits those urls and gets that data and spits it out in a railsy way mm-hmm. or whatever you could kind of combine universes like that and it's i think karen would kind of agree that it's at least sometimes occasionally kind of a good idea because
1: because why again? <laughs> no, I, Separation of content. Yeah, like it's and gonna last a little longer, right?
0: Like right. the next big thing. Remember, Karen like promised us that there is gonna be a new thing. We're not tied to any particular way where that data is going. It's yeah. just
1: an API to that data, so you can go. The, the plus side is you can go to as long
0: watch. as HTTP sticks around. Whoa, <laughs> that would be a problem. Is it disappearing? Well, I'm, who I took don't know. it? Where's my clicker?
1: Oh, uh, you do you left. have more thoughts on it, Dave? I so I like it. I like this I think to me it's kind of the holy grail like you just you have a perfect separation of everything and everything's doing its own part. But I the the question I had uh Karen gave a great talk but the question I had for Karen was if you chop off the head do three heads grow? And then suddenly you have like the database you know if you want to launch a new feature you got to go talk to the database guys the you know, the, the API guys and then Do the you the like VIP. Hopefully side the guy. API's just got your back, right? Or no? Maybe, I mean, maybe you have to talk to all three people in your company and they live on different if floors. If there is a missing API, really...
0: that's just a well that's a poorly constructed API. The API should give you any data you want. Well, what if you're
1: creating new data, new features, new Fair. True, I suppose. I'm just, I like your analogy. I the three-headed
0: monster thing is good. You should roll do with you it. Do you have
1: three problems after you're done? That's my question. Like, do you, if you chop off the head, do you now have three problems instead of one giant gnarly problem? Or, like, like, sure, you separated the rat king, but now you have a bunch of rat king body parts. You're everywhere. good at metaphors,
0: but just not as good at following <laughs> well, through.
1: What about, what about, what if you had a forest?
0: <laughs> All right, you're done. Okay.
1: Sean,
0: <laughs> Sean Murphy.
1: Sean, there! Yeah, we,
0: got, we one. got one! One out of three. Uh, oh, this is gonna be fun. It's, sim- it's kind of a business model y. Uh, and unfortunately, I have your whole question, but I had to summarize into bullet points for the beauty of slide presentations. Basically, this is the situation, though, I think Sean
1: was in. Feel free to yell so, very real loud. Real quick, to clear if us. you had separated your content from your presentation, <laughs> 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 if you would have had a headless slide deck. We could have avoided this problem entirely.
0: That John needs deep. a new server. He's a front-end designer with about 20 different websites Presumably four different clients, and they kind of live out on different servers. I think, uh, right? We've kind yeah. of been in this position too. I'm working with this client, and they have this server. It's over here. Maybe I bought it for them. Maybe it's their own. I don't know. It's kind of a mess. when you sometimes no, when they, they do always that. have DreamHost. Uh, and I think what you want is to you wants to buy a new server, potentially maybe, and just kind of rein this situation in a little bit, you know, and uh, and potentially kind of be have have website hosting, maybe even be part of the business or. How do you like? What web host would you buy? What do you charge for it? Is this a good plan at all? That kind of thing. Do we? Is that a perfect?
1: Perfect. <laughs> oh, he said.
0: Perfect. He says
1: um, on my tombstone. So uh, we did this at Paravel, my company. We did this uh, like early on because it was it was cool. We had like you know ten clients or whatever, and, and you're like I could like charge them money markup. You know, Another like other kind. Yeah, dollar bill markup. So, um, so like you're like, I could charge them money, and like that's maybe like it ends up being kind of significant. Like at 20 clients, let's say you charge them 10 bucks. I don't know, that's or 15. You know, that's like you're getting into the thousands of dollars at the end of the year. You know, and you made your life easier because you don't have like a right. hundred different FTPs. Yeah, but th- what made, you made your life harder is you now have to support all these people directly and you get phone calls on the weekends and it's awful. And <laughs> um, so that is bad. But one thing I learned, um, we still host client sites. We're trying to get out of it just because it like ends up being like a maintenance thing in the, the long, long run. Like after we've been together like seven years. You so. set up
0: the server. It's your job to maintain it, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. Like, And you have to go in and do the backups. So but what you if you to didn't? Go... What's
0: the alternative to that? The alternative is... They don't know anything about servers. You're their one point of contact. Would you tell your client? Ew, ew, ew. You know, like that seems like a bad. Yeah, you'd
1: just be like, "Sorry, it's Saturday. Bye." Like. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> good okay. luck with that. No, I nice. well, I
0: mean, if you don't feel like you could be helpful in that
1: in that circumstance, sure. Well, the the one thing I would I think do it, but I would say uh, if you want to. Add years to your life. Don't host anyone's email, like ever. Offload that to Google. It costs money, but like you save.
0: Is is Google Apps is it all paid now? Yeah, I think so. I think. But I mean, it's
1: like a dollar user or something. But it's like I'm not a representative of Google, but it's like like that the email, because people don't care about their website, actually. Sorry, guys. (laughs) We all make websites. Bad news. (laughs) Um, But when their email goes down, oh, boy. You're
0: saying if their website goes down for five minutes, they're not even going to notice, but their email goes down, they'll notice right away.
1: Bing bong. Yep. They are in your face. (laughs) Real mad.
0: I think the traditional advice here is just, you don't want to be a web host. You don't want to be a web host. Unless you do, and then be a web host. Right? But then well then you'd be like, I'm a, mm. I'm a web host. This is my jam. I care about servers. I probably like read server news. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I <laughs> stuff. But then, I'm but then be your, on that weekly the, yeah. the <laughs> mailing list. No, it happens. I is have my friend thing? Tim who loves servers. He's like, Oh, this is still a thing. We gotta get on it. And I'm like, where did you even get that information? Server guys. Yeah. Weird uh but I, yeah it's true though you don't know, like troubleshooting your own server garbage it just doesn't seem like a fun time but it doesn't seem like your sole motivation your motivation is to simplify things a little bit, but then I, I suppose you've got to kind of ask yourself, how simple is it? Isn't hosting ultimately, like, some IP addresses and passwords you put into a deployment thing or something? Like, how, 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 how bad is it, you know? I guess I, I don't know, but, and I know you can't talk back to me right now, so I'm
1: just pontificating while thoughts yeah, are going through your mind. Yeah, uh, Maybe your bank account has $100, and you want more monies. Do it. It's free money. It's kind of for what you're doing, right? But, but I think well, there's you a long tail problem, yeah, sort doesn't. of. Like, just like responsibility, you kind of like, I don't know, maybe you want to do that. And that's harder to get out of. So and like,
0: do you love it or not love it? Because I don't. Yeah, you got to love it. you got to love it. These are some big ones. Mr. David O'Day wrote in with some kind of uh, overarching things that hopefully we can spend a little bit of time on, but maybe not too much. Do you guys have any experience working with the front-end JS frameworks like Angular, Backbone, and Meteor? Do you like using them, and why? I probably have the least experience with this, although I am quite interested in... Uh, I think the two big missing ones in that list although in
1: today's world is uh, Ember and React. React and right? Ember, yeah. Which are cool. Oh, you think they're cool, we huh? Well, we're, we're,
0: I think we're, th- we're, 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 we're doing a little bit of React work. The, we're, the way we're approaching it on CodePen is to like do some admin pages using React and okay. then learn all about it and then maybe move it to the front end as you can. I, I, there's like a, this is like too big of a topic to go all into, but I, I think they're
1: cool. You think they're cool? I think they're cool. Um, I've used Angular. I like Angular. Uh, or like... I've used it in the context of Ionic. I don't know who's played with Ionic, the framework. Anyone? Anyone? Yeah, it's kind of a Midwest Midwest shout-out. They're from Milwaukee. Madison, I think. Madison. Wisconsin. (laughs) Sorry. Ouch. Wisconsin. Wisconsin? (laughs) Car? Did you drive here in your car? (laughs) I'm sorry. Oh, Dave, don't do this. You said not to do this. Um, uh, okay. So um, i they are helpful. So I think what I'm trying, and maybe we've talked about this before, but I, what I'm trying to figure out is like the value. I know like it's like just use Angular is very popular on Hacker News. and But it's like not a great answer to me because it, it's like, well, why do I just use Angular? Um, but I think I'm starting to realize like what makes them good there's a great uh, website called egghead.io it's like an angular tutorial yeah thing. they have a
0: big have that playlist of of of, of learning mm-hmm. angulars are pretty good
1: um, and, and like when you watch them do it and then they like start just they write an if statement in an HTML attribute like <laughs> ng or like ng-repeat and then they're like posts in posts or something and it's just like, and it spits out all the posts in the database, and you're just like, whoa, drugs. Because like, <laughs> you like, you never saw HTML do that before? And you're just like, whoa. And then they're like, here, And you just add a search by typing ng search thingy, and then it's well, if like. Well, I
0: speak drugs because you can imagine what that would be like otherwise. You'd have to, like, you know, you have some step where you're getting that data from the database and then templating it somehow with a bunch of, like, quotes and pluses, and you're, like, constructing HTML or templating it somehow and, and writing up your own loop to go through things and stuff. And you can imagine the, like, block of nasty that that is, mm-hmm. and then inner HTMLing it somewhere or whatever. And it's kind of cool to just be like, hey, I'm just going to start writing some of this stuff. Right in the markup, and, and 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 React has some of that same kind of stuff going on, right? I'm gonna am gonna construct the HTML right in the JavaScript because I know it, like these things are so tied together anyway that let's like let's stop pretending that they're so separate and different.
1: Yeah, I in Ember's kind of neat too. I I saw a presentation um, on Ember at Austin JavaScript, uh, and it was very it just like you just you. There's there's a plugin for that was sort of the thing you know which is kind of weird to just like throw code at your app and you don't know what it does but yeah like he was like he was like animating full pages like swooping around and you're just like I could see why that would be helpful and so because if I coded the Dave Rupert way it's not going to be that good so I'm very <laughs> interested in how it all works so, the dr yeah so I think I'm going to crack one open soon so I might I might use Ember with a headless API. You ed could ed do ed that. There's nothing to preventing you from doing that. That would be I cool. I might do it. I might do it. I just want to see what happens.
0: Uh, next big thing, that's kind of a big question. Maybe we'll say that maybe some of these front-end frameworks are the next big thing so we can just cuz that's a yeah. that's big. Next that's big, big thing? Big. VR.
1: The thing you asked about. Great <laughs> job. Dave.
0: Oh, time uh, for our next section in the Shop Talk show. We're going to do um, some questions from our mailbag where people write us letters and ask Excellent. us things. Yeah. Only this mailbag section, we're going to throw back. Me and Dave have actually been doing this for, for a long time. And we have some questions that we just don't always get to. So some, maybe if you've ever sent in a question at Shop Talk and we didn't answer it on air, it's just because we kind of get a lot of them. Yeah, we, Not all these questions are perfect for every guest. So we sit there. I literally have a markdown file. So there's got to be 100 questions in it.
1: And we're just scraping the bottom of the freezer. And so we went all the way back.
0: I scrolled yeah. all the way down this file and got some questions from a, like a long time ago. So these are questions that were circa 2000. Yeah. So, the people sent in that we're yeah. going to attempt to answer now. Sorry that it's so late.
1: Sorry that it's Yeah, we should late. apologize. Um, so,
0: Karen McGee at AOL.com wrote in How do I put words on
1: websites good? That's a good question, Karen. That's a question I ask myself every day. Um, how do I? I feel like I... you could make
0: a career out of it, Karen.
1: Yeah, I feel like you could make a career out of it. I... I feel like I feel like you have some grammar um, to work, work on. Um, uh, I do it's, it's so good. Think of it as
0: content, and then uh, come up with some kind of strategy for that content. Yeah, if
1: you had a strategy for your content, it would be a lot easier to put websites Maybe. on words. Good. We'll whatever just it is.
0: <laughs> We'll put. We'll leave that alone. Okay. Yeah. Good luck, Karen, with your good career. Luck, Sorry, it took us so I, long yes, to get to your question. Hopefully, you're doing
1: okay out there. Yeah.
0: All right. Okay, Uh, Mr. Webb wrote in. He sent us a picture of himself to go to go with it, so we can put it on there. I think this is before he became Doctor Webb. His pre his pre pre PhD Doctor Webb. He just wants to know why can't browsers just come come together?
1: That's a good question, Mr. Webb. Um, I I don't know. It's. I mean, it, it, might it worked not ever out okay. Happen. It worked out okay.
0: Yeah, I'll, you know, there's still some problems, but I think I think you'd you, you know I know we're answering this question 15 years late, but I think you'd be pretty pleased with how
1: things turned out. Okay, well, good luck in in all your endeavors, Mr. Webb. We wish you the best. <laughs> ah,
0: that's the best picture ever.
1: <laughs> that we found that lunch. <laughs> it's, it was inspiring <laughs> enough to put on the slides. Epen my coat.
0: Yep, at Juno. Eepin. Eepin, are you here? Is
1: it Eepin here? Yes, you know it. Uh, no? He wanted to know how he can make your website squeezy. Yeah. That's a good question, Eepin. Um, uh, uh, let me tell you about three things. Uh, fluid grids, fluid media, and media queries are a new thing um, you could use uh, to make your website squeezy. So that's, I think, right? I don't uh. know. <laughs> Definitely you know?
0: percentages. Think
1: in percentages, Ethan. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to learn a lot of math. And when it's going to ruin every day of your life, Ethan. But, I mean, Ethan, but, yeah.
0: Cameron wrote to us, too. Oh, <laughs> There's a yeah. lot of ex-speakers wrote yeah, to us with weird names. Cameron, Cameron Mall <laughs> at Rocket Mail asked. just people, email, they're emailing all the time asking... How they can, you know, like they just, they're looking for jobs. He's trying to hook people up and stuff. I just feel like be authentic in your answer. That's good.
1: Because if you're really authentic, you know, you can hook people up. You can hook people up with jobs. Just follow your authentic dreams, (laughs) Cameron. I hope this has spoken to you.
0: Jen, (laughs) what? You had a weird email address. (laughs) I <laughs> just wanted to know how I could turn my theater career into a web design career. <clears throat> I feel Good like just question, think of the Jen. web as a set. Yeah. And how
1: a set is, they're all so different and interesting from each other. There's no two sets that are the same. Similar how you'd like strike a set every night and, and like rebuild it. You'll do that with websites every like three months. So it'll be very similar. <laughs> so our advice to,
0: to young Jen is that to, yeah, to, you'll, you'll have an incredible career in web. That's enough of that. <laughs> Things were getting weird for a minute. We did it. Okay, so those are some we old questions we wanted to clear out from the mailbag. Next question. Yeah, we have some more. And in fact, I, Toby promised there's a microphone around. So if you've if you've if this has inspired some of your questions, I think it'd be fun to get a little interactive. Yeah, because we have to...
1: interactive technology. Usually, Chris and I are sitting at home to or different homes in different states talking over Skype, not face-to-face, which is why it's so awkward, and I've like created a mental barrier between us. So uh, so this is interactive, so if you have a question, you can ask it in person.
0: Yeah, uh, and I, she's prowling around now, so just raise your hand real high. If got, if, we, have plenty to, we have plenty to go, though. So if, if you, you have, a,
1: have any... a client story from hell you want to tell anonymously... I would very much enjoy that. Go ahead. Next, one
0: of our <coughs> front row audience members, Melanie, wrote in to ask us earlier that we are, we all watched all the same talks today. This is oh, <laughs> an yeah. interesting yep. thing here. We all watched Jen Simmons' amazing talk about web layouts and, and that type of thing, and to incredible applause. Melanie was thinking that like uh, uh, that, that that can we take these these ideas and concepts and there's 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 enterprise. Right? There's like there's people that have the money that we need to extract from to have careers and like can we can we convince those people that these that fancy layouts are are there's business sense behind them because it's hard sometimes does it fit are those are those is that reality or is that not so reality it would probably be nice to get Jen to answer this too but I guess we'll just have to just wing it and Pretend or maybe I'm a, we could bring her a microphone but, and, and then Melanie's thing is: the, remember we learned the cool thing about eBay where they did the thing where they made the yellow less yellow every day Could we like take a layout that's boring and like move it one pixel away from each other until it's not that anymore which should be
1: so awesome yeah. <laughs> wow that's kind of beautiful that's like an art project that's beautiful um I think there is money in this. I, I mean, so here's what I will say. I think some of my job is actually doing this. So, um, so I know there's money in it. But I think there's also money in like knowing when and when not to do it. That's maybe good, too. Like, like I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, um, I don't know, dot com. Came up to me and they want a website. Cool, I'm gonna give you the awesomest parallaxy mojo shoe store uh, website you've ever seen, and it's just like shoes flying in from like every direction. And and I don't think that's what Jen meant by awesome layout by any means. But um, you know, I think people like kind of sell this like Psh, this is super rich and awesome. Uh, but I think like when when you can like know how how and when to do that, like I think that also provides a lot of value to companies because you can just be like, hey, you are a, like, I don't know, budget Isn't shoe Isn't that store, happening now? So <laughs> Can't you imagine going to New York Times and seeing the kind of their
0: base layout for a kind of regular article or just some breaking news or something where they didn't have time, so they just have kind of a normal layout, but they're also, like, once in a while, they'll, like, go crazy the and snow do Snowfall,
1: the, that's their big one, right? Not that we need to equate Snowfall with every cool What about the thing? mountain one with the WebGL mountain that was cool. That was a good one. Uh,
0: but, then the, but the real question is, like, is there money behind this? And maybe if we brought Jen a microphone, is Toby running around still? Did you lay it somewhere
1: for us, Tobes? Oh, there. Oh, in the
0: back. There it is. Let's hear, it. Let's hear what Jen, the... Uh, uh, Jen, do you have any? answer? Is there money, Jen? Is there money in this? Can well, you this convince is the power that about money. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, I think there's money in it. I bet my whole career on it. <laughs> yes! Um... I think what you just said about the New York Times, like, they are doing experiments, right? So they're doing, like, the magazine section I showed you, that that uh, amazing kind of cover at to the top of so the magazine section. Um, the, I do think that there's a way in which we can use some of these new ideas and new technologies to so just do, like, a little piece. You don't have to, like, redo your whole entire website. You can just do, like, a little piece over here and a little piece over there and see how it goes and do things incrementally. And, you know, so you don't and,
0: have to go all in, is the idea.
2: Yeah, and enterprise, I mean... Sure, there's plenty of clients, plenty of bosses who are very conservative. And um, they're going to wait until somebody else does it. And then they're going to all want it. (laughs) So as soon as Facebook does it, everybody's going to want it. Um, And so, yeah, I think some clients and some projects, it's a really good idea to be out in front and be like, you be the one who becomes famous and get all the attention because you did something awesome. And there's other places where you just, you got to wait for somebody else to do it and then you'll have permission to copy them. Um, so I guess it depends on what kind of job you have, or wh- you know where you're at, or.
0: Wasn't doing. it? I don't know. How, how do you think of that? Remember, like it wasn't so long ago where everybody thought art directed articles were so cool, and you could have a blog and it would just be the regular old layout. But on this article, I'm going to load up article 256css and it's going to blow things up. You know, I feel like do you remember Jason Santa Maria site was like that. Once in a while, he'd just have the regular format, but once in a while there'd be candy corn all over the place Trent or whatever. Yeah, my coworker Trent Yeah, Wall- did coworker
1: Trent Wall-
2: yeah we'll I know. did
0: a handful of them just to bandwagon out a little bit. I got but one. Is that, is that the same as, or not?
2: Well, you know what? I, I mean, I love Karen's work, right? So everything Karen was saying, yes. Uh, and I feel like, you know, if I were suddenly on a big pro- client project, maybe if I went and go, go to work at some kind of content, big content company... And I was in there as a designer. I'd be looking for places where we could do something more. It's like, okay, we've got this chunk. We've got this field. And when you add content into that one field, we're going to add a toggle, a little drop-down list. And you can pick three things. And it's not red, green, blue, but it's like, I don't know, some sort of semantic names. Like, Like mild...
1: Like, aggressive, spicy. spicy. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, salsa ratings. <laughs> Alpha, beta, gamma, meat. whatever. Yeah,
2: and then, like, on that one field, if you just do nothing, you know, in all your legacy content, nothing changes, but on the new content, you could switch from mild to spicy, and it would apply some other (laughs) class (laughs) and then that one class you could write something in your CSS that would adjust that one thing for that one class. Or like the photo is bigger or it's all it breaks out of the sidebar or it changes the margins. It maybe it doesn't change the whole page layout, but it changes the article itself. Or Mm -hmm. I think there are things like that. Like you could you could find little like climbing up a rock wall, you find little things to grab onto and do stuff. You're not just trying to like jump in a helicopter and go up the whole wall. And it could be like
0: couldn't it be like from here down? You're like, you walk into, if you're walking into a meeting and there's people with money and stuff, be like, we're going to do something cool. We're not going to blow out your navigation. We're not going to go make your, invert your logo, but like from here down, it's going to be cool.
2: I also think that there's a space for labs, right? So if any company can have sort of an experimental wing or an experimental day of the week or somebody who's ambitious, do something, you know, off on your own mm. free time and come in and just try an experiment and show it to your colleagues and see if it works. Because I think... Um, this really, I see these really smart places doing that right now, and they are going they are coming out with some pretty cool stuff. So,
0: so it's not not a struggle though. Like it's right, it's new. It's well, like
2: everything, like every design idea. How do you make a good website? Like, is that—is there money in making a good website? Like, well, yes, but <laughs> it's way more complicated than that. Cool. Thanks, Jen.
1: Is that good? Yeah, that was a, thanks. So, Jen uh, hosts the Web Ahead, so you should listen to Web Ahead if you're listening. In this audience, or on the podcast later, and uh, yeah, Melanie's also a longtime Shop Talk show listener, so thank you, Melanie. Very, yeah, cool. I got solidarity there. Awesome.
0: Got a few more. Bryce writes in Bryce in the room. Just Bryce. Shout Bryce. Out. Hey, how, what's up, man? Uh, this was an interesting thing about about uh, 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 what are you worth, right? What are you worth? <laughs> It's in your Paypal account right now. <laughs> Good six bucks. More um, yeah. ad sales, Dave. Yeah. DaveRupert.com. Uh, uh, Bryce said he has a... Uh, I believe he called it a garbage liberal arts degree. I admitted the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I don't have the notes. Uh, but now, uh, not only is it ad event apart leveling up, but has a number of years of HT, front end stuff under his belt. Um, and, and, and so, what's the, what's, the, what's the deal? What's the job level at that point of coming from like all of a sudden coming into this fairly recently, having a couple of years of experience now, not junior? Not junior. Yeah. Maybe senior, but maybe not senior, you know, okay. just because of the newness. Let's say mid level. Mid level. So, it's got to be geographic, A, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Big time. So, let uh... You know, but that's punting a little bit. Let's
1: say we're in Des Moines. Des Moines. Oh, everything changes. Des Moines, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, there you go. Des Moines is surprisingly kind of a tech hub. <laughs> I, am I right in Des Moines? No? I there in 15 years. He hasn't lived there in 15 years. Doesn't okay. know. Yeah. Oh, there you oh, there's go. There's some Des Moiners, Iowegians. gonna throw called? out
0: a city. I'm going to do it again. Juno. <laughs> strike out, strike out.
1: <laughs> Hold on, I got a sound effect for that. Okay. I just need to find it on my old Soundotron. I'll get it later go okay, ahead
0: okay okay cool so maybe I mean it'd be fun to it'd be fun to <laughs> uh, you know it'd be a fun experiment to do that we're totally not prepared to do everyone shout out for salary <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: it
0: would go well maybe it would we're a fairly open bunch oh yeah uh, um, but have you heard of the wisdom of crowds thing where there's like a cow and nobody knows how much it weighs and they ask people that have no idea how much a cow weighs but if you ask enough people they, and then you average it out it's some, somehow super so high how much does Bryce weigh? <laughs> A buck eighty. I don't know. But it works out, or gumballs in a machine or whatever. I wonder if you like asked a thousand people what do you think you could get an you'd average?
1: Make, yeah, you
0: get. I don't think that weighs. I think there's got to be a goal
1: in mind. Um, I don't know sixty to eighty that's a good that's a good feel that's a good feel. I think like it, it it's also like you don't know what you're worth until you kind of like like, interview with another company, as sad as that is, because, like, the company you work for, you know, I'm putting on my my boss hat where I wear, like, fancy shirts with non-organic materials, and, (laughs) and you know, it's like, they're not going to be like, yes, you're worth this maximum number of dollars. They're going to be like, you're worth... One more dollar than you're currently worth. It <laughs> just because their job is looking at numbers, so you almost have to like kind of like like find out what you're worth, you know, from another place. You, I mean, uh, there's, there's negotiating, negotiating. negotiating. There's, like, yeah, I guess you could walk, walk in and be like, I'm two hundred and fifty billion dollars, <laughs> and then they're like, Well, let's start at forty or something like <laughs> billion. Yeah.
0: Uh, both me and Dave don't have a lot of hiring experience, so I'm, yeah. I'm leveling up in that soon. So I've, I don't know if that we're super qualified. There's probably har- way more qualified people in
1: this regard but in this room. But it, it is an interesting question, and, and, and not a it, particularly comfortable question either. Not a comfortable question, and then Sorry. and then it's totally skewed. It's totally skewed. Like I have a friend in 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 San Francisco, and he's <laughs> like. I have to make over 160k, or else I'm below the poverty line. And I was like, huh, what? How <laughs> <laughs> I many? Wow. I had to cancel my laundry service just to get... <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I couldn't have somebody drive me to work every day.
0: Okay, we're getting into weird territory. Ask for 80, Bryce. Here we go. Uh, Steve. <laughs> Steve Polito. Right, so I think we're, we're getting into weird. Weird territory. All right. Hey, while you s- s- ask this question, I'm just going to drink. Are you going to do the timed one? He said he was going to do this to me. How do you handle updates for a WordPress site? <clears throat> do you leave it up to your clients or do it yourself? Uh, updates can break a site, right? This it was, is it was longer than that. Sorry, God, you're drinking fast. Slow down. Mm. Uh, and, and what is the workflow like? Is there, is there people that work on WordPress sites in here? There's got to be a bunch of them, right? Or I ever have. That's like half-ish, right? I a second uh, beer. We do. ShopTalkShow.com is hosted on a WordPress site. <laughs> Why is that funny? It's not funny. It's serious. I don't know. Uh, I, don't, I, I just update sites willy-nilly. I just press the button, and I let it update. You know? I don't care. I don't have a workflow for it. I do it on, on big sites all the time. Yeah. Generally, things don't break.
1: Uh-huh. Right? <laughs>
0: I get it. That's that's funny? Okay. Good luck with that. Sometimes it's a
1: good... <laughs> oh, man.
0: On Chop Talk, we have the whole thing as a repo, so we have to just... Sometimes it sits longer than I would like, maybe, because it takes one of us to, like, go in there and get the local environment running again and then pull all the new code and then push it up again, so that's not ideal. Uh, it, but it, it's it's related to the servers question. I think. Do you want to? Because it takes you time and knowledge and expertise and stuff to update a site. I mean, it, generally it's just a button, but I don't know. You probably want somebody around at that moment who knows what they're doing. So that's uh, why web
1: design is better in teams. It's like, hey, I'm going to hit the update button. You click around the site and see what broke.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's really helpful. Real,
0: that's good. I haven't thought of it that way. But we, you know, at an agency, I. At an agency I used to work at, we used to because of this. So we used to say, you know, you know what? Software updates sometimes. You want somebody you can call about little problems. Uh, we used to lie and say we'd watch your SEO. We used to tell. We'd say through the roof. Yeah, it's, <laughs> the roof. It's, up. it's all this stuff, and with all those things combined, it made a compelling set of bullet points in which we could sell you on a monthly. Subscription plan, and yeah. that was the, what the agencies—you know it was a smaller agency, but that was the bread and butter of that. Agencies, we had a number of clients on that plan that we'd we'd offer some kind of trivial value to you, and we'd keep your WordPress like site up to date. Charts, I think they're super rad, mm-hmm. Okay, So businessing—I don't like that button. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay,
0: yeah, business it, business it, or or teach them how to do it. Have some communication. Tell them it's important because it is that kind of thing.
1: I think that's the best thing, right? Is you have some sort of sub- some, some some sort of help plan, maintenance, and then it's your job if it breaks to like hop in as soon as possible and fix it. Ideally, it doesn't. It's tricky you know, though. What if death. something
0: really did break? Is yeah. it that do you, can
1: you charge them for the work? Because that's weird because they didn't ask for that. Right. But a security update a security that's almost a responsibility. Am I right? Am I right? I would agree. Right.
0: Dave, this one's up. This is up your alley because I don't know anything about it. Andrew McConville asked, "Do you know of any?" existing or upcoming frameworks for building VR experiences. Just today, we were looking at some VR experiences. Yeah, and you I'm are, kind of playing around with VR. Uh, which I, is virtual reality, which is you got to wear some kind of goggles or something. Right? <laughs> yeah,
1: there's some fancy goggles. And there's like two kinds of VR. There's uh, Right now, there's two kinds of VR. There's like the, it's called Google Cardboard. Has know, anyone seen this? Is that, is that the seen? cheap one yeah. where you can fold it That's together? That's the like cheap a, one. It's like a pizza box. And you put your phone in it, and you put it up to your eyeballs. Um, and, and it's more of like a manual, like exploring, right? You're not like, you're not being like, I don't know, first person shooter, walking around killing people. You're just, you're just like kind of exploring kind of. And then there's the like why, is it, why can't you first person shoot? Well, you could, but you have to hold a thing to your face. So you, maybe you need like a,
0: a. You have to hold it. Yeah.
1: But well, I guess you could in theory, like, get a put, rubber like band. ski goggles or yeah, rubber band to, to well, okay, uh, go on. In the future, there might be rubber bands, but the, the next, <laughs> in the future, we all have pizza boxes with rubber bands to our face. <laughs> I love the future. It sucks. Um, so, and then the next one's like the Oculus Rift, you know, those are the, the kind of fancier platforms, you know, and and, um, and then you have these two wands that you use, or an Xbox controller to kind of ex- explore and fight and do all kinds of things. Um, Are I there have, frameworks? Any, do you know of any existing or upcoming frameworks? Uh, I don't know of any existing. We looked
0: at a repo today. What was that? Yeah,
1: uh, Chrome has some VR experiments, and they even have some, like, get up and going with VR. And it's like you use 3JS, which is a 3D JavaScript WebGL library, and then you have, like, another plug-in for the, like, you, you, on one screen, you don't have one screen. You have two screens. That act as two different eyeballs in the kind of render, but vr.chromeexperiments.com, I think I'm it sure is. I'm sure of something source. Yeah, it's so, so you can like kind of like start building with some of this, and there's some tutorials out there. Um, but yeah, my I have a friend, Jackson uh, Egan. He, he is looking at kind of like making web VR like super accessible for people. It so seems like the kind of thing that's going to be bigger than you think it is. Yeah, so here's what I It's say. actually kind of rad. This this week I downloaded. Uh, an app uh, in the App Store called uh, Discovery VR from the from Discovery Channel. Does anyone have this on their phone or anything? I encourage you to download it, possibly tonight, and go up to your room or your, your hotel room and, and go on. Well, it's better. It's probably better in private because you're going to be do some spinning and um, you like you hold it up and like you like. You're like watching a video in 3D. You watch like the MythBusters, like fight sharks and stuff like that. And then it's like, and and, and it, so I liked it so much I bought a Google Cardboard do for my have, face. Uh, so I'm gonna experience it in my face in the near future. But like,
0: okay, so you can't you could do it tonight without the device. But yeah, you can also buy the thing and then and then click the modes. cardboard
1: mode, and then it's on your face. And and like. I, I, How much is the Google Cardboard thing? Like the, a doll? Like 10 bucks? 20, 30? bucks? Yeah. So not bad. But the thing is, like, I, I thought like in my brain, I was like, what a dumb thing. Virtual reality. That's never. And then you be were a way thing. to into it. But then it's like you're using this thing on your phone and you're like, oh God, that's kind of cool. Like, <laughs> this is kind of Freaking fascinating. And you're just sort of, but then you're like. Isn't there a moment, though, where you're like, I can't rent, I don't know how to render
0: a mountain. Like, where do you even start? Google.
1: (laughs) Can you buy a
0: mountain? Yeah, so that's the thing. You can like, you could like, buy mountains.
1: Yeah, no, totally. There's there's a website, somebody, WebGL. VR.com or something like that. Maybe that's the wrong URL. Sorry if you went <laughs> to a bad website. Um, but it's, uh, and it's like a, basically a, like, an asset maker, almost like Unity or something for game programming. But it's like you just like import assets and build a scene and then it's like virtual reality on your face. Boom. I'm kind of excited. I, it's weird, but I'm kind of excited about it. I think you're
0: about weirdly overexcited.
1: About it. I'm weirdly
0: overexcited about it.
1: <laughs> next next.
0: question. Austin Wolf writes in. God, I wish I had the notes for
1: these things. Well,
0: I'm just gonna wing it though. Austin's been wielding websites for ten years. That's kinda it's a decent number around here. What'd you say? Ninety-five, Dave?
1: Ninety-five. So that's twenty years. 20
0: years of of you're website, double Austin. I'm probably more Austin's level. Uh, Austin considers himself equal parts designer and developer. Uh, to the to the to the level of I'd say he's senior. I'd say ten years you're senior. I'd sure. give you that as long as you spent <laughs> those ten <laughs> years actually doing long work as and stuff.
1: CSS two. So. <laughs> fair. Uh,
0: and 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 Austin says that he was he got he knows JavaScript. He's not he's not afraid of JavaScript. Has JavaScript skills, but it's not his uh, not 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 necessarily his favorite thing. Wouldn't necessarily look for a JavaScript job. So he's okay. looking for a job. Okay. But it's like more into just the HTML and CSS stuff. So when he's looking for a job, he's looking for something like a senior CSS developer. Like wouldn't that, like you never see that. You never see that. I've never seen that in my whole life. Well, I never see it. Like when you go to job boards, there's no, nobody says senior CSS developer. Nope. It's very rare. Nope. I can't tell if you're serious or not. No,
1: it (laughs) doesn't exist.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Oops, we're gonna go back. so we're going to leave it at that's that. That's a bunch that's of true, points. I feel like that's that too. That question. What's it's the not, question? Yeah, good point. What is the question? I guess the question is: Is that a thing? Is that a thing? And, and, so, um, I wish it was a thing because it should be a thing.
1: Yeah, I think um, I think people are trying to make it a thing. Uh, Micah Godbolt is writing a book called Front End Architecture. I think there's like this front end architect role developing that's more like SAS CSS focused, like how do you architect a website out with like semantics and, and okay. design. Yeah, and I think like there's, that's pretty in, understood that that's valuable. Intentionally built. You as can
0: roll to, in as the Nicole Sullivan or whatever and be like, I'm going to show you how to componentize Mo.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yep. And people, they get that.
1: I think that they get that, but then they don't hire somebody
0: to. You know, do they hire the replacement then? maybe occasionally, but there's always JavaScript is littered through the front end developer position. Right, you need
1: to know Node, Angular.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, everything. So can you can you is that can you roll into a comp a big company and just be like, listen, I can do a little JavaScript, but I'm more of an HTML
1: CSS kind of person. You should I seem, it seems like a bummer that you can't. I don't know where we're going I would it. hire that way, because it's like, yeah, I know. I don't, me personally, I'm not like, yeah, JavaScript, that's my you bread and butter. I love extra, JavaScript.
0: I would say that it's, I it's would like, think
1: it would be a, just slightly weird if that's all you knew. I'd be like,
0: I'd like to see the sprinkling of JavaScript, or I'd like to see some design chops or
1: something. I don't know why I feel that way, but it does seem a little light if that's all you did. I don't know. I think or there's had some like cool. I think skills. there's a place for a CSS person. I think I I feel like JavaScript brings as long like as a you're whole, gonna own it, you know, you're the owner. Yeah, if you're just like I do JavaScript, it's not my forte. I think if you're honest, and you roll in
0: like I, I not it's not my forte, but I absolutely rock at CSS, and I'm here. I am here to bring your CSS to the to
1: the. Peaks. To fix your organization's problem using CSS.
0: It's true that you never see that title in job postings. That's a little weird. So we'll just leave it at that, I guess.
1: We have a couple more. How are we doing on, uh, on, on the old it uh, We're at almost an hour here. Okay. So well, is this our last question? I don't know. I have no idea, actually. How are... Oh, lots right. of
0: time. You guys better start thinking up some questions. All
1: right. Put on your old question hat. Let's we already... do this one. Oh, he...
0: Uh, micro- do let's we mic have a it. microphone? Actually, oh. There's one over here. Let's do them both.
1: Oh, Sorry. So on, Sorry, on the uh,
2: hosting, if you need to host for your clients versus let them host their own thing, I, I feel Comment. like you didn't really want to uh, commit to the no, you don't want to host their site. So assuming that you're not a sysadmin and no, you don't want to host their site, do you have any recommendations in terms of good hosters to resell
1: yeah, uh I mean uh like one of our favorite things is like if we we don't want to like like make a if we don't want to manage the client server and we want to keep like some distance um I mean there's a lot of hosts like I've used Bluehost, Media Temple, um like Linode, uh, all kinds of things. I we we use Media Temple um just because it's it's I, mostly because like, I listened to like, Dignation back in 2006 and they like, advertised on... Is everyone in the same boat? Okay, yeah. Um, if Media Temple wants to sponsor this podcast, uh, reach out to me. Um, uh, but like, it, I think it's like... Uh, it, they make it pretty easy and, and they Well, have... but you're also coming from the
0: experience of you used it before, so why wouldn't you use it again? Because it's just comfortable. You know where to click the
1: thing to do the thing, you know? Yeah, and and there's been like other... Uh, like like companies i've used that it's just like oh i'm this is not comfortable using like like i I've, I've been hacked on certain servers and so i associate being hacked with them you know and it's probably not their fault but i think it is cuz they like didn't encrypt anything cool. but um <laughs> who has a host that pays 20 dollars or less a month
0: and loves it shout it out
1: yeah, one, two, three, four, five. Okay. Yeah. Look at there's a bunch of them. Yell it. Host, host monster. Host gator. Mon- host monster. Small, Small orange. orange. Heroku. Hmm. I like me some Heroku. Gandhi. Huh? Gandhi. Gandhi.
0: Dream host. Twenty bucks a month, and they love these people. Remember the prerequisite is that you loved it, right? Do you remember that part? Cool. So that's a, that's a lot of
1: options right there. Oh. Not bad. All right. Crowdsourced. <laughs> we can do that, not on a podcast. Uh, uh, any more questions? There's enough there? there that it kind of seemed like. Question? Okay, yeah. here we go. When would you find a opportunity, because everyone's using SAS or less out there, when would be a time where you would just not want to use a preprocessor? Oh, man, I'm so glad you asked this. <laughs> because, like, this week, I was like, I'm not doing a preprocessor. <laughs> and I feel so good about it. Really? Oh, oh my God, I felt so this. good. I was just deleting SAS files. <laughs> and and I deleted the little, like, oh, this SAS is from line number blah, blah, blah of SAS. I was just <laughs> like, bye forever. I don't care about you. I'm really? really st- and
0: there was, wasn't a moment where oh, you, had to, write, you had to write dot module and then end it and then write... Dot module space H two and you're like uh, because ugh. like
1: because typing more brackets and <laughs> typing spaces same diff <laughs> same diff variables you're gonna miss variables I did variables. not expect you
0: to be this variables you're it.
1: gonna miss variables but it was so Man, thrilling I hate variables. it was like riding a fixed gear <laughs> you loved it they loved it wow. whoa what's it fixed gear. fixed gear the beer he's drinking a fixed gear beer. Well, you um, and, just mentioned fixed gear. And as that's he's talking, like kind of he's more, growing a very uh, waxed mustache. <laughs> um,
0: when would you not use SaaS? I don't know. Just, I, I, it's I don't know.
1: I'm in. I don't know. When? Don't know.
0: What was the project, Dave? Look, I can't imagine it. Are we? We're sass free on
1: Chop Talk. It's for it's for my friend. My friend runs a trailer bakery trailer in Austin, Texas. How hipster is that? If you use Sass, okay. it would have been the first bakery site ever that did. I did use Sass, and oh, then I went a... to update it, and I was like, "No, no, I'm just straight CSS." Yeah,
0: cause was there a, like was the build tool broken, and you didn't want to deal with? it? Yep,
1: that? I didn't want to. <laughs> d- didn't want to set nothing up. I set up a Jekyll to handle my HTML, but I did not want to do Sass.
0: It's true. So I was helping out at a class the other day. It's uh, one
1: page, and I put it on Jekyll. Why did I do that?
0: So you added a way worse dependency.
1: Yes. <laughs> She'll never get out of it. I'm sorry, Sam. The big Oops. I was mm. helping
0: out at a class recently in Madison, and it was a it was a it was a fun little class. And it was the end of their like r- really intense summer program. And the the kids broke up into two classes, and they did group projects. And one group did like a choose your own adventure style game, and it was pretty fun. And the other group did like. Uh, a project for Spanish speakers learning HTML, and their idea was that there's words that HTML tags are based on like break tag imagine. So it's BR and like if you're an English speaker maybe that is like your break and it kind of makes sense to you. But BR like maybe doesn't mean anything to you if you don't know. Anyway, that was their idea. Like they wanted to build a page and the idea was you'd select the element and it would give you like some tips on remembering how to associate those two things and like an audio element where you could plus it and it would would say like generally how people say that tag usually because that can be confusing. Like you'd say BR tag probably a break tag <laughs> yeah right cuz you might not know that if you're but a English non-native
1: speaker oh, would oh god know. that
0: was a lot of setup to say that these were they were building some of their first websites they've ever built
1: Oh, right wow, yeah.
0: And, and, and I was like, I'll help you out with the layout a little bit when we're ju- we just use CSS, because it would be a really weird time to introduce build tools and all that stuff. It was, too, it was way too new for that. But then, I mean, it, it was the too... best
1: day of your life, because you didn't use I did enjoy it a little bit.
0: Because it was the first time I've done it in a long time that where I had to think in that way, and it was fine. It was no big deal. You can, it's not like a total mental shift to switch back. No. I like, think people no. have made a bigger deal about that in the past. Oh, no, you, 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 oh you You can't nest anymore. Your brain will break. You like just don't <laughs> nest. It's not a big deal. So, <laughs> but th- I'll tell you what, though, I yeah. typed because there was a thing, and there was just two boxes next to each other. And these days, I'm so like just because I'm you know very lucky with those sites I work on, I'm just like display flex. Oh, because then they're next to each other, and it's easy.
1: See that's and then and that's but the then we looked
0: in Safari, now. and they're like, why well, is one on top of the other one? It's because even in modern Safari, it needs WebKit Flex or whatever it is. So I was like, oh, do I want to teach you how to do the, the auto-prefixer or, or something? Or should I just show you what the prefix is? Or what I did was I showed him how to go on CodePen and select auto-prefixer, hit view compiled, and copy and paste that little chunk. and
1: just put That's it back what up. I do. Put it back in the <laughs> <sentence>. <laughs> Literally what I do. Because yep. you just need a little help. Ray to, yeah. says yes. and Oh, Ray has a question. Okay, here we go. Cool. Uh,
0: so it was regular old CSS, but we did need a little build tool help in the end. Yep. I couldn't remember exactly all the prefixes you need for flex bugs. It's hard to remember. Right Hey, guys. Uh, so uh, your last poll on CSS Tricks was about, like, doing all the styles in JavaScript. Yes, mm-hmm. you just ran a poll on that. I was wondering what your take is on that, and you mentioned out auto-prefixers. So post-CSS, doing, like, more styling, I guess, on JavaScript. Do you think that's going to work out, or is it going to die like a horrible death? What's your take? That's a g- Ooh, well, this hey. show, shop talk show, was we just Dave just published one, which was it was. Uh, uh, I mean, this is a bit of an aside. Book but- club. Yeah, we've been doing different formats for the show, including this, which is a kind of a weird format for us. But last week, we read a book together and talked about it. And the one before that, we had a panel. We invited four different people on, and they were talking about inline styles, the same thing in the poll. on. The, we talked about the poll on the show a little bit. But it was two people who I thought <laughs> were very into the idea of managing styles in JavaScript and two people who I thought would maybe kind of be against it or at least bring some perspective to that issue. Uh, and what we're talking about here, as to back up a little bit and talk about what we're talking about, it's kind of, remember we were talking about React and how in React you actually write the HTML in the JavaScript and it feels very weird and different. These people are like, not only should we do that, we're going to put the styles in there too. So it's just all JavaScript all the time. They literally ship no CSS with their project at all. It's all literally inline styles on everything. The idea is that it, it solves a few kind of interesting problems. Which one are you going to press? Dave was in the not loving category. No, but maybe
1: they were all
0: like... two categories two okay, categories two it's categories. very weird new territory for the web and some people are way way into it because they think css is broken because css has all these problems like all oh, the selectors are global how do we manage that we need crazy naming strategies so we're not trotting all over ourselves you have ourselves. to make a decision and it's impossible that's where those gifs come from of peter <laughs> doing the thing with the remember have you seen that oh one yeah where he's, he's trying to adjust Ray, the window can't shade, do it. i can't do uh, css css is impossible Ray, uh, CSS. Ray, Ray, Ray. I got weird for a minute. Uh, you need strategies to deal, to deal with your CSS.
1: Pe- Peter at the window Peter going, at the window. oh, man, JavaScript is so because easy. Because there's
0: CSS specificity. <laughs> specificity is weird. You have to know about it. <laughs>
1: It it takes a limited bit of knowledge to understand it. But there
0: is true. I've talked to big companies somewhat recently, uh, and I've went in and they've said, look, we've been tracking the size of our CSS file for five, six years. It was this size, then it was this size, this size. This, is, this chart is only going up. I would like that chart to stop going up because we very much care about performance, but everybody who works here are very smart people and they're afraid to delete anything because we just don't know exactly what's gonna happen. It's very hard to test CSS. If I delete this line, it doesn't seem like it does anything, but maybe that line affects the, the weird drop-down when you're an unpaid customer and you've opened this dialog box and there's a drop-down over here on Tuesdays or something like, you don't know. You might break that thing if you delete this part of CSS and you just don't know. They had some very cool, clever ideas which I hope they'll share, but it kind of had um, something to do with, to a very small percentage of users, you like serve for all these um, different selectors, you serve like a GIF file, like a tiny little GIF, and then you check your server logs to see if that GIF was hit. And then like you kind of know then that that was used somewhere. But like only a small percentage of users over a wide base over a long period of time, and if it wasn't ever hit, then you like know you're cool or something. It was, it was very complicated stuff because their goal is to delete some of the CSS. You can kind of start to feel their pain, right? That like oh, see, it is a little weird. Like eight-year-old CSS on a massive app, it feels a little scary. And so if some people are like ah, you know, take it to the extreme and be like I hate CSS. We're going to start putting inline styles. So we never have to think about it again.
1: Back to web design and teams. You have one person delete the CSS and one person click through the whole <laughs> website. <laughs> What's the you problem? You just need two people. It's the solved problem. It's worked for centuries. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see what the big problem is. <clears throat> Alex B. writes in. Dear Shop Talk. Oh, so can I say my opinion? Oh, okay. what, what do you think about it? Gut reaction. Go.
0: Inline styles? Yep. It's interesting and it's a weird fad that's going to go away.
1: Yeah. My opinion is I want it to blow up in somebody else's face before it blows up in my face. <laughs> that's, that's my professional opinion. Uh, the,
0: the, the panel was very interesting about it though. It was episode 180. It was 180,
1: yeah. Start off
0: the new season. It's good. Um, this is this is to your point though because you wanted okay. to talk about PostCSS or somebody Ray you did so let's we're gonna do this one and we're not forgetting about you is getting started with Grunt. Grunt is a task runner. Grunt can do things for you like process your Sass, but all along with lots of things optimize your images, move files from one folder to beep, another. It can do whatever beep, you want. Beep, beep, beep. Uh, so LXB is using it to run SAS, he's using it to watch a folder too, to process the SAS in it. Those things go hand in hand a lot of times. And then he's like, well, I also need PostCSS because PostCSS runs auto-prefixer and everybody likes auto-prefixer, of course, but he also likes this little sp- special plugin for PostCSS called Pixrem. So he's running that. It's but in the world of Grunt, and I think you're sympathetic to this, what happens then is that you have these like, all these inputs and outputs in Grunt. You have SAS watch and the SAS task takes these files and it makes them into these files, but but then you have another task, and it has to watch the output from the previous task to make the new task, and that's kind of weird. So you have this in, out, in, out, in, out problem. It's probably not the last time that's gonna happen to you. Mm-hmm. Like, there might be more times you it's process Every, time you, every might, time, you might concatenate them as a separate task. You might, you know, there might be all kinds of things, and you're dealing with this in and out thing, which is weird, and I think that's when people leave Grunt. Isn't it? Yeah, That's when people like stop liking Grunt and start using Gulp, I feel like, because Gulp has this concept of piping, which is like just pass it to the next task.
1: Yeah, so I think this is like a uh, a, a known issue in Grunt, and Grunt is, I think is making strides to fix it in I Grunt know, too, but it's never told come me that, out. And then and then some people are like, nah, he doesn't work on that. Oh, there you go. So oh, whoa. Don't know. That's sort of high drama there. Mixed that's future. he dead. Ben, Grunt write to dead? us. Tell us what you're doing. No, I, I think
0: he's done. Uh, he's at Bo But Coop. Gulp he's,
1: solves this problem. Gulp has streams, and they you just pipe it through, almost like jQuery chaining. You just go, brrr, and just smash it through. You don't have to save anything until the end.
0: So. But I think Alex was also talking about, like, is this okay? I
1: think, mean, yeah, yes, it is okay. That's, a, that's the yeah, only process, way to do it. Do you, you have want, to like, throw it in a temp directory and then I mean, Running it, SAS
0: you know. and auto prefixer seems like a no-brainer. Good, good move to me. Yep. I don't know about this other thing, but it's probably cool. I don't know. Probably. Is it messy? Yes. But not if you use gulp. Is it a bad idea? No.
1: Yeah, and that's the other thing too. Is it like This is the robot doing it? You don't need to care about it. Like, just let the robot do robot things. That's the thing with build tools. Robots are awesome at stuff. I am a robot. I make CSS. Okay, how are you doing? In dude? the most complicated way imaginable. <laughs> <laughs> just install 3,000 files and I'll make you one file. I am a robot.
0: Cool, we should do this at night more. We should do
1: it in the night.
0: A <laughs> <clears throat> few more. Brian Miller wrote in to yeah, ask yeah. us about responsive images services like ImageX. This is a good and question. Resource. It, it. did you? Good. Yeah, I like this one too. In fact, they sponsored me, they sponsored CSS tricks. The first one did. And Resource it is written for me. They are both they're, I think they're competitors, but they it's kind of like a CDN for images where like you hit their server.
1: Yeah, you say like resource it Question mark. UR the URL equals, equals path to my where your image, image is,
0: and they'll go grab your image and do stuff to it, like resize it, crop it, blur it, webp it. W- yeah, webp it, but like intelligently. So you know, only 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 Blink supports webp, right? It's mm-hmm. like a web format that's super efficient. Yep. So they can like if you if you if you serve it from one of these things, it does the smart stuff. It does the smart stuff, and you get the right file. So you get some like performance benefit for little effort. Yep. Little-ish yep. effort. Yep. Uh, and Brian Miller asks, "They're probably not worth the additional JavaScript HTTP request for smaller sites. They seem used for large. I think that's a weird distinction. That I don't know. I use it probably too much. Small that like big sites and large sites, but it's like I don't know if we should use that as much as we do. But uh, you don't need JavaScript. That's a that's a thing. Like you, it's they're just yeah. URLs. So if you have a server side thing that can replace your URL paths, you could do it. I, I think they're pretty cool, but you do need to trust them."
2: You do need to, thing.
0: you know, that's that's a thing, and you so you should write it in such what a way if they're that they're getting in your cookies. Well, for example, on CSS Tricks, I have a plugin that replaces all instances of image source equals CSS Tricks slash images whatever blah 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 dot jpeg, mm-hmm. and it and it on the fly replaces them with CDN dot. CSS oh, tricks. Okay. It's a server-side replacement that happens, and CDN. tricks points to my CDN where the images can grab it and stuff. I could change that easily to point to instead resource it slash blah 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 blah. Yeah, yep. like it's no big deal. It's just a URL change, and then if I if my trust in them eroded,
1: I would just switch it back. I think it's it's smart. I think it's good. I think. Uh... You know, with any paid service, if you're like an enterprise corporation and you're dealing with hundreds of thousands of hits a day, you could actually run up quite a bill, and that might be an issue. Uh, there's an open source library called Thumbore, I think. I didn't make it, but no. <laughs> uh, Thumbore, and I think it's uh, by, what's the Brazilian Telecom? Sounds like Thumboring. No! <laughs> Hold on. You gotta memorize. Um, it, it's by a, a Brazilian telecom, like one of the biggest ones, and I'm blanking on the name, but they uh, they use it for their stuff. And, and But that's like a their own server, so that's kind of cool too. It's like you could set up something on your own server. I think part of the the, the, the value advantage
0: is, I'll oh, let's say responsive images are great. In fact, if you've been to other AEAs, and there's other AEA speakers that talk about the stuff, I don't know if we have anybody on deck this time, but you want to use source set with images. Have you seen source set? It's a cool thing, but you have to give it a bunch of sources and say, uh, this image has a version of itself that's this size, and I intend to display it at this size. And here's a version of this image that's 400 pixels that I intend to display at this size at this situation. But it's on you to make those So these services are like if that's too much to ask that you make them personally, these services will make them, and you just put URL parameters in there to do it for you. And it does it super fast, you don't have to think about it. So you can write software, you can write your CMS, you can deal with your CMS such that these services deal with that hard worky stuff for you if you can't, if organizationally you can't deal with
1: it. Yeah, I think if your organization can't spend, what in Karen's slides, like $300,000 to go through 25,000 blog posts to fix images, Definitely use this one. This is this is a very good solution uh, for almost for free. So yeah, I think like, it's
0: cool. Presumably they'd have I, if they don't have a, something like a WordPress plugin, that would be dumb because they should. Yeah,
1: I, I think yeah, I think use it hands down. It can save like hundreds really? of kilobytes for your mobile users. Anyway, that's legit. Oh my gosh, that's the
0: absolute last one. If you any last minute ones? Oh, we got, we one. got one. We got one. Here we go.
2: This is going to be a zinger. Um, So I've been uh, talking with design about introducing performance budgets and where do you feel the best way to position that through the processes? Is it before they actually begin the prototyping or towards like maybe after development has kind of started?
0: So the question is about performance budgets. Yeah,
2: so to, just for, so people
0: understand that, it's kind of like just a, a loose-ish concept that says, these are some no hard set numbers for discussion purposes for our organization that says, we're not going to exceed, say, 20 requests, say, 500 kilobytes, say, one second render time, things like that, you choose what they are ahead of time, and then that, that frames discussions through your company, like. Well, this is, you know, I want to add this font. Well, that's 21 requests, so we can't. What else do you want? If, if you want to, cool, but we have to remove something else. It's the idea of a budget. It's just like money with a budget. You want to go see a movie, uh, we can't. Do, we could cut something else. We could not go to this birthday party or whatever to go to a movie instead. You have to make choices then, which is kind of rare in our industry. I mean, like, usually we're just like, just toss
1: it on. Yeah, Mmm. What you want? You want Facebook doodad? I'll do that. Put it in there. Yeah. 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 So I,
0: I I like there. And then the question is when and where. I would say the earlier the better, of course. You know, and most people aren't embarking on new projects. I would say. I think the most of us probably work on existing things for the most part. Uh and so that's a little harder to sh- to shove it in, I think. But I would I would say the earlier the better. And and then, you know, I, I guess we're not the expert. I think we're largely regurgitating things that other people have said. Like yeah. Tim Cadlick talks about it a Tim lot. Tim
1: Cadlick, uh, Katie Kavalson, they have a podcast uh called path to perf uh, dot com. And it's a really good resource because they kind of specifically talk about uh, performance and performance budgets and stuff like that tim cadillac kind of came up with the concept or promoted the concept but it's a really good uh I, i i feel like you could do either i feel like if you're going to be the the squeaky wheel you might want to bring it up before the project um so that you're not the guy be the squeaky wheel though be you. You have to be a squeaky wheel. That's like if you bring it up before the project, and you're like, "Hi, uh, I'm a squeaky wheel." So <laughs> that's way better than like being the annoying guy during the project, like being Mr. Wet Blanket Buzzkill. You know, so you want to like wait. You know, you, you want to declare your intentions. You know, but if you jump in mid-project, and you're like, "This is," v-, you know, but but you can also make your point mid-project uh, and just. Kind of do a performance audit, like collect some numbers, collect some data, uh, video the site loading at 3G. That's a kind of a good idea to have a baseline. So then, like a month from now, you could do it again and be like, "I wonder how we did." Like I, I literally just did a performance audit this week for a client, and like they're mid project, they're cruising along, but I just was like, "Let me just see where it's at. You know, how bad could it be?" Yeah, how'd it go? Poorly. Two point three minutes on three G. So you gotta much? check that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know and it was like very innocent things. It was just like oh we you know we, we're using a, a design system so we have a you know we have a full framework thing and o- long, oops the CSS the is two hundred and thirty eight k and then it's like you know oops the the like grunticon is 2.9 megs you know and, and so it wow. just like it's like you have to kind of like it takes it takes a squeaky wheel to be like constant vigilance you know but but you you also like like my job is not to get people in trouble so it's just very much like hey i checked this out we should Work on some stuff, you know, <laughs> and it's very clear. Like, if it takes three minutes for your website to load, like you need to, to work on it. Sure. Um, but uh, I did a bad job at CodePen. I did it. I was like, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna
0: make a wiki page. I'm gonna start tracking stuff. And then I went and checked some stuff. I'm like, look at how few requests we make. We're doing a good job, and then I kinda of quit. You know, like I was kind of proud of our numbers. And yeah, then I, and then it just kind of backfired because I didn't uh, keep up with it. You know, like if if things are okay, you should still document them, probably.
1: Yeah, that's that's like my favorite thing. Any project I launch, I open a like a GitHub issue or whatever Jira, maybe whatever you're working in. But um, sure. I open a GitHub issue and like I send I'd, a Rocket Mail email. I do like a pre-state. Yeah, <laughs> Rocket Mail. Um, <laughs> I do it like a pre state like a like what if there's a previous website, I log the previous website, you know, and then when we launch our beta on staging servers or whatever, I like measure that, and then it's kind of like make decisions like do we want to like spend a week making this better, or do we want to just launch it and so we just i mean there there are times where we try to make it better and but we don't like it as but you know i don't know, but it's I think you need a squeaky wheel, but the best case scenario is before the project, you announce to everyone that you would, you will be taking the role of squeaky wheel. <laughs> just so. I've seen it work really good. Right? It really does work in the early stage projects at agencies where they're like added in and then it frames conversations you know, and stuff. We, we had great. a client, we, we were the squeaky wheel. Uh, we went in and we were just like, we want you to be fast, like faster than all your competitors. And, and we left, the the, like engagement and we weren't sure that it had happened like we were just like I don't think they listened to us but we heard like a year later they were like oh yeah like your work actually frames all of our conversations and it's increased Mm. revenue and a whole bunch of other metrics so people love um, consultants yeah you just show up in your fancy you show up in a Tesla (laughs) you do some burnouts and then you're like let me tell you about websites (laughs)
0: That sounds like a pretty good place to
1: end things, huh? <laughs> All right. Well, if you've enjoyed this, uh, follow us at Shop Talk Show on Twitter. If you hate your job, go to shoptalkshow.com/jobs and get a new. <laughs> You're job. doing the real ending. I'm doing the real ending. Why not? Okay. We're a live show, and uh, if you want to subscribe, subscribe to this <laughs> or any po- podcast really in your podcatcher of choice, and because uh, we really appreciate that. And vote us up if you like it, or. Don't vote us down if you don't like it. No one likes a bit of Bradford. Okay. (laughs) Chris, else
0: you'd like to say. Duck, <laughs> hey, hey, it's Chris again. I really hope you enjoyed that. I know me and Dave really, really, really enjoyed it. It was really fun to be on stage at at, at a conference doing this live. I think it brings a lot to a live event, uh, and you know it's fun to to listen to uh, this way as well. But being there was spectacular. If you're going to a conference, want to see us there? Feel free to tell the conference organizer because uh, we'd like to do it. If you have your own conference, maybe me and Dave can come to it and do this. It adds some spark, adds some pizzazz to a conference. I think it was really fun. Again, made possible, you know, this show has some costs to it. Uh, 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 So Event Apart, you know, they flew us there. So that was pretty cool. But the the production of this show and all that stuff uh, requires some sponsors to make it all possible. And in that case, in this episode, it was lynda.com. That's l-y-n-d-a.com slash shop talk, huge learning resource, very much the largest learning resource there is on the web. And the CSS DevConf, that's cssdevconf.com, an in-person conference out in Long Beach, California, coming up here, uh, uh, in which both me and Dave will be at as well, uh, doing different stuff, having fun there. No live shop talk at it, but uh, but Dave will be keynoting, and I'll be doing some Q and A and stuff, and it will be amazingly fun. So thanks for listening to Shop Talk Show, and we'll see you all next time. ShopTalkShow.com.